1: Oh, I've got to give him CPR. Oh, no, it's like we're kissing.
2: (laughs) Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins.
1: Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And you won't believe it, Danae Hughes.
3: I am a doppelganger.
1: We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins, and do various other th- things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Yeah, Denae's clone is here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I am real. Ha ha ha! This is going to be fun.
1: I was I was reading that on Discord. That there are conspiracy theories because we had a moment in last week's podcast where we thought you weren't going to be here. Yeah. It was totally a mistake. And mm-hmm. to, to Danae's credit, she emailed and said, Hey, take that out. I am going to be there, that kind of thing. And as I was listening to it, I was like, You know what? It kind of flows better with it in. It's fine. I wondered People why it was get still it. there. Okay. So Yeah. It was a purposeful. Th- like, I didn't, I just, I didn't want to, um, hack the thing to bits, right? You know, just for something that's just a normal mistake and we can correct. You know what I mean?
3: Except for that now. The discord chat believes I'm fake <laughs> and, that, and that my or my trip to a podcast movement in Florida uh-huh. was all a setup
1: it was all a ruse. Yeah, I
3: think like Chris B said something about it, that. My seat near the whole con was totally yeah. a setup. Talk so. about that. It was crazy.
1: Listen, you, you, like, I can't even say what you did. You gave me a look like, don't tell Aaron. Oh,
3: no, no. It was just super intense. Like, okay. I'm, yeah, so you go don't ahead. mind if I say it? No. Uh,
1: you took a selfie that had a <laughs> convict in it.
3: Who apparently was looking at me. He was. You can see in the picture. Oh, you were
1: getting the side
3: eye. I really was.
1: He knew what was going on. <sighs> you are on a list now. You understand this, right?
3: I was wondering why our flight was not loading. Like, we were literally five minutes before takeoff time and they just started to load the plane and I had I like looked over and there's a convict shuffling you know onto the plane with uh armed guard and he wasn't
1: then, by the way his legs weren't shackled he just shuffles it was just yeah. that's still just shackle, the way he it walks it was
3: actually the shackle shuffle, <laughs> the it, shackle shuffle. They, they teach it to all inmates <laughs>
1: that's right <laughs> when, when with or without shackles yeah. you gotta shuffle the,
3: the sound of the chain is something he was actually making with his mouth the whole time <laughs> Nice. And then there's two guys that were with him who were really intense. They had a really intense energy and they had, you know, they were obviously military of some kind, but they were in civilian clothing and you just kind of know those are the undercover cops. Yeah. He shuffles on the plane. And so, of course, I'll tweet that too because I kind of tweeted my little travel adventure just to sort of see if anyone found it interesting. Yeah. And I didn't think anything else interesting was going to happen. That certainly was. And then I was one of the last people to board the plane. Um, and since the flight was full and I didn't pay to, like, have better seats or whatever, they sat me at the very back. And I was literally just one seat forward and a couple seats to the right of this whole thing. He was thing. right behind you. So, I... Yeah,
4: I was wondering if they would put... If he got to be in first class because of the... I didn't know if they, like, took over first class and...
3: No, he was just Kept being... him separate. When, when he came on the plane, the two uh, undercover uh, agents were standing up, kind of guarding mm-hmm. the back area.
1: Let's just call them planes, clothes officers.
3: Planes, clothes officers,
1: people. Because I don't doubt at that point they're undercover. Right, right. They're not trying to pretend to, to call be them. somebody that they're not. Planes,
3: clothes officers sounds <laughs> way less cool than undercover, though.
1: PCOs. Yeah, some PCOs. Some PCOs.
3: So it was crazy. So, of course, I jumped onto Discord because I know that our um, podcast people... Would understand my ridiculous in the behind the scenes
1: Discord. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So if you're not on there,
1: or the behind the scenes channel on the CinemaSense Discord, Mm -hmm. I should say. Yes. That's a fun channel. I
3: posted some, I posted a picture of
1: (laughs) basically a picture that will be used in court five years from
3: now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) One way or another,
4: but I, yeah, I just assumed that they would take over the entire first class area for him because I get all my, uh, transporting convicts and witnesses knowledge from snakes on a plane.
1: So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's better. That's how than, I learned uh, about that. Better than con air, you know, the, Uncon air, assu- yeah. the assumptions you can make from con air.
3: That's truly what the Discord chat was blowing up about, honestly. It was like, look around the plane. Do you see any of these characters? Because if so, you should get off the plane.
1: Uh, but the plane in Con Air was all convicts. That's it's, true. You know, like, I think you'd know if you were on that plane. Maybe. Can you imagine getting on the wrong plane? <laughs>
3: um, of all people to do it. Why are there I...
1: cages and people with Hannibal Lecter masks? What is. Uh... On like a little wheelie thing? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on?
3: Why is Steve it make here? sense
4: why Nicholas Cage is on that plane? Yeah.
3: Oh no. Yeah, and and so true to form, I'm on Discord chat right now, and and there's just lots of conversation. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend if you have Discord to join that particular chat. It's super yeah. fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a, a lot of time. fun channels there. They added a pet channel that Danae was all over.
3: Heck yeah. I gotta yeah. show my little pets. Yeah, and the part so of they,
4: who added the
1: channel. We have a uh, an administrator. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, an admin that uh, does that stuff for us and does a great job. So
4: he does. Is behind the scenes a non. Uh, Patreon channel?
1: Behind the Sins is available to everybody. Oh, yes. Cool. Uh, anything that is direct conversation about the content we release is available to everybody. So the podcast channels and the Sins video channels uh, and a general channel. The more specific chat on movies, television, you know, any kind of in depth conversation channels, those are at different levels of our membership. Uh, and so, and also members who are at the. Um, the peeper level they have access to like the hangout channel and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's a lot of fun did any you sure you can multitask you no. went silent there for about five seconds I while you know. were trying to think of what to tell the discord I was people just
3: telling them i probably need to go because you guys are cracking <laughs> me up right now and i'm getting in trouble yes <laughs> i'm sorry aaron i'm let's sorry let's single
1: task shall we S-
3: single task let's do
1: a little single tasking Does is that it- what it's called
3: Single tasking. Solo tasking. Focusing.
1: Oh, focusing. That's a good way to <laughs> say it. Alright, we can get into this. Uh, let's get into this inside scoop. What's he building
3: in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is the true story.
1: Let's take a look at the uh, videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the show movie in general. Uh, we've got five to go through again. Uh, Family Guy kicked it off from TV Sins. All three of us wrote on this. Uh, Dicer Hughes Watkins joint. Uh, let's talk about The Family Guy. Do any of us watch The Family Guy? I, I do not. I don't either. I've seen a couple episodes, but I just don't watch the show. It, it never really appealed to me. Um, Danae, you're shaking your head as well. This might be an interesting conversation if none of us are like Family well, Guy fans.
3: I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan of the first one. I know the chat definitely said that the show progressed and got better as time went on. But it's definitely not one where I'm like, oh, that was so fun. I'm going to go back in and spend my precious time watching Family Guy.
1: I I remember for me, it was always like when I would watch The Simpsons, there was satirical, fun humor. But there was also a heart to it that you know I also enjoyed, like yeah. you actually cared about the characters in an interesting way, even though Homer was always stupid. It was like, yeah, but he's my Homer, and right. he loves Marge, and you know what I mean, like they had these the with family Guy it all just it, you know the first time I watched an episode, I just felt shallow yeah. and crass in a different way that I wasn't just like on board with, and so I just never got into it
4: i think mc I mean I think McFarland is very talented for sure. Um, I mean, especially with voice work, and um, I as, as much as I've enjoyed the Orville, it's kind of almost made me want to go check out Family Guy a little more to see if there's more there than I thought. But like you said, the few episodes I watched, it just came off more mean-spirited, more crass, and just more of that, like... We're just going to throw in a pop culture reference and hopefully people will laugh at it. I but just, not just pop culture. That kind of culture. like Shrek humor,
3: yeah. I guess. Yeah. that and then also just personally, and this is just me personally, I don't like making jokes about race and religion. Just those kind of low bar ones where you're just going to elicit some kind of a response from somebody like the big cannonballs who just sort of shoot out to the audience mm-hmm. hoping that – or nobody's not a cannonball – like a, the blast radius mm-hmm. sort of humor, where somebody is gonna react to this, and we're looking for a reaction rather than like honing in on what the show is actually about. Because to me, it was just I don't know. I actually wrote down I don't like the show. I'm not having fun at all. Yeah, uh, which makes it fun. It makes it easier to kind of sin in a way, except for that. That's <laughs> yeah. the point of the show. And we talked mm-hmm. like about this a little bit on last week's episode too. You know, sometimes. The show is making the joke that we want to also make and mm-hmm. so we have to kind of be careful about not double upping on that stuff. Right. So uh, I tried to find things to sort of just like, like there was an Aunt Jemima reference. I find that really offensive for a lot of reasons. And so my joke was just no. Uh, and or just as well, the
1: entire joke was just, just the to, pun Jemima's witnesses. Yeah. And yeah. just
3: just to like just do ding after it and just start digging their own jokes. But of course, that's the point that they're doing. So you don't just get to ding jokes.
1: Yeah. It's like it's I've said this and this actually will come up um, when we talk about uh, Emperor's New Groove, I think, too. But there is a point where you can send something for trying to explain something and just say, hey, we know this is stupid. Like the family guy does this where it's like, yeah, we get it. We're dumb. We're dumb. More crass, you know, kind of thing, and it's like, yes, but that doesn't necessarily <laughs> excuse it. And so, if you can find a funny way to make that point, I think you can make that point, but at the same time, with Family Guy, I mean, it's just over and over again.
3: And I also wrote, maybe I'm just too sensitive. <laughs> well, that's possible, you know?
1: it's possible, it's just not for me, right? You know, yeah, um, um
3: but I didn't, I, I think you're right, I think maybe because there wasn't a some kind of a story, it was just goofiness. Uh, which sometimes works for me. Uh, imagine that. Dana likes goofy stuff, but yeah.
4: <laughs> this was possibly the hardest TV Synth script. Uh, the hardest time I've ever had writing a TV Synth script, and part of this has to do with the length of it. I mean, it was. I mean, it was short even for a 30 minute show. Like it was like barely 20 minutes. Yeah, it barely out, crossed like, 20. Yeah. At one point, I think I had like nine sins and <laughs> I had to go back through it a few times.
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why I was like, sure, uh, button nipples on the back of the TV, we'll just go that. <laughs> <laughs> I got some good advice from both Barrett uh, and Jeremy, which is, you know, when you're, and you, Aaron, actually said the same thing, when you're kind of starting to write, you just write write whatever, even if it's like you think it's the stupidest thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because you want to you want to get as much out as possible. And then when you're watching it, you know, second or third time, depending on how many times you feel like you need to watch it. Sometimes those things that were, just stupid you kind of like can go well i guess this could be one when you can find
1: something with them you can find a, a you know a sense of humor or joke there that you wouldn't have thought of necessarily the first time through
3: right and then you sort of like add in this fun element that the narrator is just you know being snarky about whatever he's being snarky about Or and what. if
1: you cut it no harm no foul exactly. right like that's a thing like you can get it out there and if it's something great if it's not that's fine
3: <laughs> so i guess to that point i was really shocked that the button uh the Nipples on the back of the TV. I I was really shocked that one made it, <laughs> but hearing Jeremy do it, I was like, I kind of like, I like that's because they weren't there. I just I like how he uh, yeah. delivered that one.
1: Well, that is not the button sin that became no your <laughs> your pride and joy.
3: Well, let's talk about the button joke for a second. Yeah. Um, that wasn't just me. No, that was a Aaron Danae combination. And then Jeremy delivering.
1: Well, let's, let's, let's be clear. It was your idea. It was definitely you who noticed the buttons were different.
3: I did the, I noticed Mm. them. I put the timestamps and then I kind of like gave a little bit of a suggested.
1: I didn't change it much. No. All I did was give, gave it context. All I did was give the like told the story of how the narrator right. was being affected you by You kind of helped me it.
3: figure out how to or how, you figured helped to figure out how the joke was going to live within the narrator's voice. Right, because it's it's technically
1: a bonus round. Really, when you think about it. Right. You know, it's kind of like those are the usually the kind of things we'll just like start up the Mario theme and do the, you know, the coin Which noises I've done twice at, now. Uh, at the end. Three
3: times, I guess. I,
1: yeah, I think you're going to be the bonus round queen. <laughs> I, I really do believe that's
3: Considering I'm the only female, I'm <laughs> think, the everything queen right now. Yeah. I think
1: somebody <laughs> even made a
4: comment along the lines of like. I wish that had been a bonus round but he said but just cuz I miss bonus rounds. There yeah.
3: there was a I noticed in the the button comment love which was a lot and it really totally warmed my heart. Not going to I'll be lie. modest
4: over there. Cool. It yeah. was
3: it was man, guys, I'm really good at <laughs> yeah. button jokes apparently. Yeah. Um I noticed that there was reference to like old school like it had this like old school feel to it. Which is cool because I guess that's because I'm so new. I'm sort of going at it from the way that I like... I'm not 100% understanding the narrator's perspective 100% just yet, so... Maybe that kind of lends to that a right, little bit. Right, which is
1: something we all work on when we start right. and we get better. But there are those beautiful moments where our misunderstanding of the narrator can yeah. lead to something
3: interesting. So maybe I just shouldn't try ever to no, 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 no. do my job perfectly.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think what it does mean is we all, as writers, try to be open to new ideas. You know, We try to be open to new ways for the narrator to express you know, yeah, his and, and not that.
4: Not that TV Sins can't have bonus rounds, but I mean, that definitely is more of a cinema sense. I mean, music video Sins occasionally has them, but um, I do like that, and I've had nothing to do with either one of these, but going back to the Red Wedding, which we mentioned last week, uh, the stuff that Aaron did, um, Aaron and Jeremy did together with the um, the way we played out that, I mean, because that, that really couldn't have been a bonus round, but I don't know. The, the button thing kind of reminded me of that, where that kind of gave – it almost gives TV Sins kind of its own thing, its own flavor.
1: I, I like and, – and we did this with uh, the one that came out today. Um, actually, there's a SIN that, that uh, we use in the South Park video uh, uh-huh. that came out today as we're recording this. That we'll talk about next week. But I want to bring it in here because I love giving the Sin counter its own personality and treating it like a character. I think is. Oh, yeah, I
4: know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Is part of what we do. And so with that Red Wedding Sin, the Sin counter is almost responding as a character to the narrator's emotions. It's not just this tally thing, it's actually an emotional character response. Um, and so I think that can be fun and there may be times where it would be fun and I haven't done this yet but where the narrator and the sin counter disagree about something, like I've, I thought that might be a fun thing to play with, where yeah. like the sin counter adds a sin and the narrator's like, "That's not a sin. That's a reverse." In the you know, and so they like it have an argument or something. Yeah, well, I think it is. I think it's a it's sentient not, character. It's
3: a sin counter.
1: I think it's, but I think that's what we start to learn is it's you know, Johnny <laughs> is it, Five is coming alive. Is it? You know?
3: I, guess, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I'm
1: so glad I told you guys.
4: That.
3: Wow. <laughs> um Other jokes that I was really um, the, here's one that blew my mind was the whole tom hanks joke that was me <laughs> okay i when when i saw the script and i saw that joke i i literally went to my bts notes and i was like i'm shooketh that was one of my favorite movies of all time and now i'm rethinking everything and i'm really upset about that <laughs>
4: <laughs> let it be clear it, I think it's still a fine. I, I think it's still there's a lot of heart in that movie. No, you're there's right a lot of good though. Things that's in that jacked movie. up.
1: It is really oh, yeah, jacked when up. When you get older, that's just
4: one of those things you look at and you're just like, what the hell? Like when you're I'm just saying that movie would not be made <sighs>
1: today like that.
4: It's
3: upsetting. It's upsetting. Why is it
1: so upsetting to you today? Because
3: now I kind of want to... I, I First of all, I've always... It's been one of those movies I want to go back and see again because mm-hmm. I loved it so much. But I loved it as a kid where you're thinking like how fun it would be... To be in a
1: grown-up's body. Yeah, yeah. To be able to
3: make adult decisions and nobody ask any questions. And I've literally wanted to return to that and relive that same thing. I don't know that I would have ever thought about it from like a, like this whole statutory yeah. rape... <laughs> like perspective yeah. yeah and now that i read that and and now that that's real i don't know that i could ever watch it again well, yes here's that- the
4: thing: she doesn't know yeah i mean she thinks that he's an adult and why wouldn't she but
3: we know but it still happens but, but we know but, but
4: it's more at the end i think where she finds out and she doesn't immediately like go throw up or something. Right. She just kind of looks at him from the car, like with that, like, oh yeah,
3: little wink and a nod, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I sound like
4: Elizabeth Perkins. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but even like the Shazam scene, like where he goes into the strip club, I remember that being like, I was kind of like, ugh,
1: <laughs> this is icky. Uh, that's just, about like, the what are
4: you that, doing there.
1: But that's about the uh, like. That's about as far as you can push it. You know. Something oh, like yeah. that
4: these a, days, especially. But and as far as you should push it,
1: yeah. Those those tweens, they, they, they just wanted to see some boobies, you know,
3: and some boobies and get some wings <laughs> <laughs>
1: and get some free wings.
3: Uh, I had two other things on this one. Did you sure. guys have anything else?
1: No, go keep talking.
3: Um, there were so many people that were also confused by the f and cry.
1: Yeah, I actually this this was one of the. We can go ahead and talk about this now. Um, I had it in. Um,
3: the comments? The
1: keeping tabs oh, okay. uh there for a second, but I've got other keeping tabs I can talk about. So, um yeah, it's a matter of some debate, actually. And I did research all this before I, r- I wrote that sin, because I really did think he said F and cry, and I'm not the only one. And actually, the show has played with it, apparently, and yeah. actually kind of broke the fourth wall on it and talked about it. I kind of so.
3: loved that. for I didn't re- realize that you were the one that wrote that one. Aaron. Yeah. That was... Yeah. I, I have always heard laugh and cry because mm-hmm. that makes sense. And
1: that's what they say.
3: <laughs> um, and then the other just a quick reference. I wrote a joke for my husband that made it into the script. And so I've been saying, you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. You're going to know when you see it. You're going to know this one's for you, babe.
1: This is dangerous.
3: And he he never did. So I made him watch it last night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's the eat a knob with keeping the doors open. Uh-huh. I yeah. do that all, that's me. I keep all the doors open in the kitchen. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a horrible person and my husband, it drives him absolutely bonkers. So I, it was kind of like a fun thing to, to be able to write where that's not actually my perspective. That was fully my husband's perspective and the whole eat a knob thing. So he really super appreciated that okay, one. So
4: my wife, and daughter both do that, like drawers, cabinets, pantry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that is this is this just a female thing? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, that's,
3: not, a, not, that's exactly what I'm saying. Not, or is it a mother? No. Is it
4: a
1: mother daughter thing?
4: No,
3: no, no. It's a irresponsible space say, cadet it's, thing. It's just a lazy person <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs>
3: I. I can only speak for myself, but I leave myself visual reminders about where I was at in my list of things to get done, and so I'll leave like things open so that I go back through and and finish them up. No, I I do. It's bad, and I've been working on it for a long time. But the kitchen is one of those areas where I I literally just walk away and I don't even think about it.
1: I had this conversation with my children just two days ago (laughs) about observing your environment and being aware of the, the details because I walked into the kitchen. There were three drawers open. Uh, There were two cupboard doors open. The main pantry door, the left side, was open. There was an empty uh, bread uh, case. Yeah, uh, uh, plastic. The plastic that the bread comes in. Mm -hmm. Just an empty one on the table. Uh, You know, (laughs) just like stuff all over. You know, the trash is just to where the lid won't close on the trash. I'm just like, look around with (laughs) with. with, Make it a video game. You know.
3: (laughs) Level up. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Just don't
1: notice the details.
3: Anyway, uh, those are the only ones that I had for Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move
1: on to 47 Meters Down. Uh, this was an Atkinson share joint. And uh, Danae, this is a shark movie. Yeah. I thought she had left. <laughs> <laughs> she well, might leave
3: uh,
1: as I- we talk about this.
3: So I have an irrational fear of sharks. I don't know that it's irrational. I live in Missouri. (laughs) Okay, it's a little
4: bit irrational. When I talked about crawl, I'm terrified of them, too.
3: Yeah. Um or
4: just aquatic creatures in general. I don't care if it's like a just a normal like like a goldfish or something. I don't want it anywhere near me.
1: Well let me let me give some context. There's there's a difference between being like freaked out by something and being like, ah ah and what Danae has, which is her like her face goes blank, mm-hmm. her eyes start like like glistening with I believe fear. that's called
3: tears. Yeah, she's,
1: like fear <laughs> tears. Yeah, uh, tears for fears. Technically, I yeah. think is what you would say there, uh, and and like literally has a physical reaction where she is paralyzed. Yeah, and, like it's bad. Like I've seen you come across a shark picture, just a picture. Yeah, of a shark <laughs> online, and it shut you down.
3: Yes, and and let me just say, I realize that um, there's a level of like, let's joke about it. Let's send a shark pictures and no, stuff. don't do that. don't. It it's really, legit. genuinely truly is something that I've been working on for a long time, and I there are people that like to joke around with me and like hey what do you think about this picture and they'll send stuff or whatever and and I even told a friend recently uh, and they bought me like a little shark uh, little shark gun where you squeeze the little trigger and the mouth chomps
2: uh-huh. because
3: they just don't take it seriously and I totally understand it but I definitely have an actual physical reaction to it. And I tried so hard to watch this one. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. It's actually kind of funny because I I wrote down notes as I was watching it. Um, Oh, Jesus, Lord, a shark movie. Because 47 meters down could have been anything. (laughs) I didn't know. That's right.
1: (laughs) Could have been about where Jimmy Hoffa's body is buried.
3: All I remembered is that um, we had uh, talked, I think, Jeremy was, or Jonathan, was was it with Chris about a movie where there was like a, a oxygen tank change out?
4: Uh, yeah. And he was talking about this.
3: Okay. So Cause I, I he guess, said
4: it was an upcoming. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: And so I wondered, I'm like, Oh, 47 meters down. I wonder if that's the one. So I'm thinking, oh, I get to watch the one that Chris wrote on. <laughs> and um, so I wrote that down and then, Oh Jesus Lord, a shark movie. I have decisions to make here. And then at two minutes and 29 seconds in, I had to pause it. And it was when they're walking out to the uh, like, I guess the boat and they stopped and there was like that, just that drawing of a shark on the side. And the whole sin is about like, who would stop at this icon of a shark? I'm like, (laughs) me, (laughs) like even watching this video, it's me. And then I made it exactly another minute, and I literally started to have a panic attack. And it yeah. was when they were driving out into the open water. At first, you could kind of see the bottom, and then they just keep driving. And the video actually speeds up, and it's like, "Wow, this is taking a long time to get out to the ocean." I'm like, "It sure is. It's taking a real long time." And then um, I I paused it and realized I was actually having a physical reaction. So yeah, well, you know, your fear out. is
4: more legit than mine. I mean, I have a bad one, but like we go to Florida all the time, and like I just assume that any water we get near, there's an alligator in it. Yeah, that's and actually wild. Away from the <laughs> talk. especially after that incident at Disney. I
3: know. Oh God. Yeah.
4: And we go there all the time. So, you know, and we go to that resort a lot. It's the Grand Floridian. And um, I just uh yeah, I like I like make sure my daughter's nowhere near water. I'm nowhere near water. My wife can take care of herself, she's good. <laughs> uh, no. she, she loves the fill. water. Like she grew up on the water, <laughs> and like I have to hide that fear for my daughter because I don't want her to be scared of the water.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because,
4: like, I won't, I, I mean, I'll go in the ocean with her, but I won't go very far. And I'm, like, basically shaking the entire time I'm in there.
3: I keep trying. I really do. Both mm-hmm. with this one, and I'll let you guys, you know, carry on here in a second. Sure. But, you know, uh, I went to an aquarium that we have here in Springfield, Missouri. It's, like, the world's, like, largest aquarium or something. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have a shark display where you can actually go into the. Uh, aquarium you can go into the tank and like see the shark swimming around but then you also as you're going through the tour you can actually see the shark tank from like down below and so i'm doing my best to improve and kind of test those boundaries and see is this legitimate or is it not you know like is this really something that i should be afraid of i know i shouldn't be afraid of so i was right up against the tank with my daughter And just I just happened to be where one came around the corner where I just it was Mm -hmm. out of my peripheral and I legitimately almost collapsed. I was so I was like just not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm scared just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I I can tell (laughs) Even having this conversation is rough on you. Uh, So we'll we'll make our way through this one fairly quickly. I will say about this movie, though, I
4: don't know. I mean. You clearly, I don't think you, sh- there's no reason for you to watch it because A, it's not good, <laughs> but I don't know if this one would scare you that badly just because it's really just dull. Like it's, yeah. it's a, just really basically nothing happens in this but movie. It,
3: but the suspense of a whole bunch of blue, a water, and yeah. like thinking yeah. that there's something that could I, be there is in and of itself I've you play
1: with that a little bit, but. I've had this, uh, I've had this conversation with Danae when I first found this out and, yeah. and run some thought and it really, it. Does not matter if there is oh, no no, no if there is a hint of saying. a possibility of a shark a in it, shark. it's just not healthy for her to, <laughs>
3: to interact no, no, with uh, i I've got an idea. I'll take my headphones off, go rock in the corner and hold myself <laughs> and then come a- back h
1: r in the corner will hold
4: you. oh, that's right. Thank you, h r.
3: Although you may be fired for that. <laughs> but I
4: will say I have this weird thought process. This is just me personally. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but um, I have a lot of real world fears. and so, I find that it's almost lethar. It's almost uh, therapeutic to watch the movies sometimes because I guess because they're safe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, th- um,
4: and that's just me. I mean, that I, I'm not. I'm definitely not speaking for anybody else.
1: No, I, I think that is a, a common way people uh, handle their fears is to kind of experience <laughs> them in a safe environment. Uh, in that way, and you know, the thing is, logic just doesn't enter into it. You know, you can think logically. Okay, I have just as much chance. As being you know killed in a tornado, as I do you know being killed by a shark mm-hmm. and we live in tornado alley, you know um but it's but ta- I don't fear tornadoes you tornadoes
3: know? don't have eyes and huge gaping mouths
1: <laughs> no it and, really is the hunting part and it's... we re-
3: we actually in our exploration of my fear which we've done many times over the last eight years of working together mm-hmm. um there are even some pictures of bears or something there was a
1: polar bear picture that really set a, you a off
3: free and i can think of it right now and it freaks me out and it is it's being hunted i think mm-hmm. that's but bears are the worst but legitimately so it's cute. just the big gaping maw Woo. Yeah. Now, All right. Now, oh, oh, and now for those of you who uh, love sharks, uh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna trust you. Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm gonna trust you. Just go look up Shark Cat. It is supposed to be hilarious. To me, it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. But people love Shark Cat. So if you yeah, love, if you love sharks and you want to find like a, a mashup, that's it's a good one for it's, people who love sharks.
1: It's the eyes, Danae. <sighs> Shark's eyes are dark like a doll's eyes. See,
3: but that picture <laughs> is actually a cat's eyes, so it should be okay. Yeah. Still horrible. In fact, right now I'm looking at our Studio DNA logo in our thing, and I'm thinking it's a little bit too much like a gaping mob shark, <laughs> so <laughs> I just need to stop. Okay, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> I'm going to go to Discord. Bye.
1: 400 men <laughs> mint into the water that day. Um, Had I'll- you seen this movie, Aaron? I have never seen 47 Meters Down, uh, and this is a rare experience for me, especially as a movie critic, to experience a movie through CinemaSins for the first time. Uh, I will say it strikes me that this movie is probably only saved by Mandy Moore. Uh, she seems to be uh, really good, um, and I think she's a great actress. Uh, yeah, no, she's good. So, if there is anything about this movie that was like, you know, maybe there's something here, it would be Mandy Moore. But it strikes me that it has a really lame concept and a really out there twist that doesn't help. Uh, if I'm reading this video correctly, um, so I, I don't think I would uh, the, have enjoyed it. The
4: twist? It. Are you talking? Are you referring to the uh, no? The it was all a dream. Part? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that is kind of a twist, although it's not a twist, as in, like, I can't remember how far into the movie she's attacked her friend, her sister, uh, who's played by Claire Holt, who's also actually, yeah, she's good too.
1: Yeah. Um, And especially,
4: like, I saw the sequel, which I'm not going to talk about that on Beyond the Sins. Um, You will miss Mandy Moore and Claire Holt when you yeah, watch this bet because the I acting bet. in that is beyond bad but and,
1: um, and, and i like a good shark movie i really like mm-hmm. the shallows i think blake lively yeah. in the shallows is great i and and it doesn't have to it's not like a logic thing where the the shark behavior has to make sense because the shark behavior in the shallows doesn't make sense you know it's it's that's like revenge shark you know uh,
4: I mean, so, well the shark behavior in jaws doesn't make sense right
1: and i don't i don't need that i actually kind of mm. like the idea of like a shark is a you know, a stalking revenge killer that's kind of fun mm-hmm. um, and I think that movie does it well, but it didn't seem that th- this movie had a lot of that in it, so, no.
4: and the shallows is interesting, and they make a joke about it being like the shallows um,
1: um as far as the video itself, I thought it was
4: great um i loved I love the sins where at first they always kind of like I was kind of back and forth with them, but I love the sins now where like the Weinstein sin in this where we just show the names and then it mm-hmm. just goes to the next sin,
1: yeah. <laughs> There's really nothing you can say, you know, no. it's self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good video. It's really funny. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not interested in seeing the movie.
4: Uh, you, you basically, I mean, it's not long either. You basically watch the movie. I mean, you, I think you saw every scene Matthew Modine was actually in.
1: So. <laughs> you do hear his voice a lot. Good old Matthew Modine. Mm-hmm. All right. Were we, are we ready to welcome Danae back and uh, yes. move on to some non-shark related material?
3: I just, I went into the chat and had a little therapeutic moment with my friend. Good. Schadenfreude. It's
1: too <laughs> bad the MVS this week
4: is Shark Cat.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we
1: will move on to uh, the MVS and it is not Shark Cat. Uh, it is Billie Eilish.
3: Uh, Basically the same thing.
1: Bellyache is the name of the song. Um,
3: she reminds me of Shark Cat in a way, right? Where... You think that she's kind of Sorry. cute and sweet, and like she's just this beautiful, like little and pixie fairy. And she's a killer.
1: And she's just a killer underneath.
3: It's a perfect segue.
1: Um, I really liked this song. Is that weird? It's really, a great no, song.
4: I I I do dig her. Um, I'm a Fiona Apple fan.
1: Yeah. Oh, perfect. And yes. I'm not a
4: huge Lord fan, but she does have a couple of things. But yeah, this yeah, is yeah. who she who she reminds me of.
1: That's that's like the good I'm glad you're kind of confirming my my instinct on this song because I watch this song and I hadn't really watched again I'm not I'm not connected to a lot of modern pop music but Billie Eilish I've heard the name I know Mm -hmm. she's kind of blown up and and uh, and I listen to a song and I was like this is really fascinating as a song not just because I I kind of like the the chill vibe of it but I also like what it's about it feels like it's about self-sabotage it's about regret it's about consequences Mm -hmm um and And
4: she's 16 and when this was 15 or 16 wow when she did this song because this song was from 2017 she's 17 now so i guess she was 15
1: man where did she come from
4: oddly enough and i assume she's the first one that did this but uh she released a song on soundcloud
1: Wow. I think
4: and, that's um, how- not this one. It was one before this, but it it, it just it just took off. It you know kind of like uh you know Rebecca Black's Friday did on YouTube or whatever and um but in a in a different way. Yeah. And um and then she was just uh she was signed shortly after that and then she released her first album uh I think earlier this year and it's doing really well. Uh, her, I think her biggest song so far is "Bad Guy," which was actually on the credits of *Brightburn*. Oh yeah, and I think that's a better song than this. I do think this song's pretty good, but I do think if you like this, you should definitely listen to some of her current stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's just fascinating. It's I, just, I was it's kind of really impressed. interesting. It's different than your normal uh, pop music. So
1: now I will say the the video is is nothing. Like this, like the music, the not not our video, the music video to this song mm-hmm. is just. I mean, it's just her walking with dollar bills. I mean, it's it shot. Looks,
4: yeah, it looks like. I mean, Barrett. I mean, well, the the narrator makes the comment about it being like Breaking Bad, and that's right.
1: know what it looks like. I mean, it's it. There's some interesting, beautiful shots in it, but structurally, I mean, any anybody could have done this structurally. And <laughs> just get a. Uh, a wagon and a you know a bag of fake money and uh, a policeman who's willing to fall into the donut cliche and uh, and you're good to go.
3: Well, like, if you're trying to figure out how much of a budget you've got, you and just do a simple concept and run with it, maybe all, she didn't have an entire production. The entire company.
1: budget was in the the bags of money. Yeah, it was. Those were real one hundred dollar bills. And she spent money on it.
3: She does remind me like you like you said of like Fiona Apple type person. It, it's like the um, the sort of ethereal voice, although Fiona, I wouldn't describe Fiona's voice as ethereal like um, like bilious but she has this sort of like draw to her where you want to know what she's doing and then you engage with it. If it's just the music, it draws me in even more. But then the visuals on YouTube, I'm like, oh, oh, you dark. You know, there's well, like, even
4: just like even like the way she's dancing on the street. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. It's just it's very it, it draws you in. You're just like, what is what is this?
3: I love I loved the music. I loved the hooks, how yeah. it sounded and everything. Um, I know we're talk- supposed to be talking about how we send, you know, her. Well, we can move into that. I just find her very interesting and intriguing. But uh, like her other videos, you know, where she's got like. Spiders crawling out of her mouth and (laughs) bleeding, you know, dark ink, and you know, even just her images that you see. She's just really okay with playing with a lot of.
4: And there's one where she fights a shark. I'm I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) I was like, really? That's crazy. Like shark. Not that I'm aware
4: of. Watch it happen now.
3: So anyway, I that that I'm not as attracted to, just because I don't want to. I don't want to have to sit there and try to think about why. Yeah, just like, like I don't want to think about lasers un- shooting out of boobs either. I'm just too much of a cut and cl- I'm a cut and dry girl. Just tell me a <laughs> tell me a story in a video, and I'm oh, happy. You
4: know, you wish you had laser boobs.
3: I Come really, on. really do. <laughs> or like with the boob guns from Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> I like the the sins of the video. I thought it was fine. There wasn't like you guys are talking about. There's not like a lot going on to really pull from. So I think yeah. for what was there, it was it was really fun.
4: Yeah, I thought it was a very funny video. Like you said, I, I, I kind of enjoy these where there's not as much going on because you really have to like almost work for the sins, you know. And it, it almost creates more of a narrative, um, which the MVS, I think the music video sends more than cinema sends and TV sins kind of do this because yeah. the videos themselves a lot of the times don't have straight narratives. So the narration kind of almost creates one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's one thing I've always thought was unique about music video songs. That I then why I it was kind of I enjoyed writing uh, in in that kind of uh, space because it was just kind of fun to play around with that. And I think Barrett does a great job with this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, this was myself and Jeremy Dyser Scott joint. Um,
3: Beware the groove.
1: Uh, boy, do I love this movie. Uh, this is one of my favorites. It was interesting because, uh, Jeremy and I had a conversation after we turned in our scripts in the combine process. And he was becoming vaguely aware that people really love this movie, but he mm-hmm. did not, like, during the sinning process. Like, he just, he thought it was silly and stupid. And, you know, and I was like, yeah. And that's part of the fun. So it was kind of one of those interesting things where he was becoming aware that this had a fan base. Uh, I think I had written, like, four sin removals in the script just for all the things I loved. And in, uh, and, you know, I ended up fighting for one of them, you know, to stay in uh, just for the fans, the groove fans out there. Um, but it was funny because one of them I wrote was about the Tom Jones esque music mm-hmm. in this movie. And he had written a sin about how horrible it was and I had written a sin about how fun it was. And it cancel was cancel
3: each other. And out. they just
1: kinda canceled each other, except for where we went <laughs> with his sin. I think it's actually still in the video. I um, can see Jeremy's like frustration. Like, why does Aaron like this movie so much? Was
3: it was it the was it the opening song? Yeah, 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 Okay, yeah. hmm That's when I realized that I am that fan that's not having fun watching a movie that you're sinning that I love. <laughs> 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 I was like, Oh, it's happening to me. <laughs> No, did you? It is. It's it's
4: really silly. It's really fun. It's really funny. Oddly enough, this is a movie though I watched for the first time with my daughter. I mean, like I hadn't seen it before, and we watched it when she was really young. Yeah, and she didn't take to it, but I did. Yeah, I I think I've watched it more than her.
3: I watched it. I think in like my preteen, where you're starting to get snarky and Mm -hmm. so it has that that like oh it's David Spade it's so perfect for David Spade so that's why you like it it's you know at least for me that's why it was and I did I had that sort of thing where I was like no I love that part no I love that part no don't don't (laughs) Dustin that part we still do that quote from our family like we still do that (laughs) you know like the yeah what
4: was this like 2000 2001 something like that so and
3: and I was smiling the whole time like I was having a good time because I know the channel Uh but I was so like wow I'm I'm in that fan base wave where uh-huh. they've just insulted my childhood. Right? Yeah. Day is me. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I really enjoy uh, enjoy this movie. Um, and and at the same time, I think you know there again there is a place to go. There's you know a sin at the end about you know I mean Kronk literally comes out and says something about how did that happen or that doesn't make any sense i think that's what he says that doesn't make any sense yeah and it's like i think the sin is something along the lines of when the only sense your movie makes is when it says it doesn't make any sense perhaps you should put some more thought into making some sense you know and that's kind of the thing is you can admit that all this stuff is stupid all you want but at the same time how much better would it have been if maybe you made it a little bit smarter you know Maybe I, I didn't it. rely on that stuff. But I
3: loved it because it did things that a movie had never done before, like that I had seen per- mm-hmm. personally. I had never seen, you know, the llama narrating himself, like stopping the show, being like, no, 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 we're not supposed to have any feelings for this guy. We're supposed to have feelings for this guy. And when you talked about how breaking that fourth wall.
1: Oh, it blew. It It blew my mind
3: is is not something like so that means that we're now we should be able to hear us watching the show and nobody is reacting to me being like, go cronk yourself or whatever. (laughs) So funny and, and right. But it was so fun to watch because, you know, you just hadn't really ever seen a movie, at least at that point. And I don't know that I have really since do that.
1: Do you know what the brain breaking part of that fourth wall break though is? he's a llama he, when know. he does that fourth wall break. <laughs> Which means So what the... <laughs> does that
3: mean? Because
1: at the end he's not a llama. I know. So when is he doing that yeah. fourth wall? How, when is he watching uh, this movie with us as a llama? Does he sometimes become a llama again just for fun and watch his movie with
3: the people? The entire movie like... is not something you're supposed to think that much about, though.
1: <laughs> well, that's
3: what we do. Yep. Is we do think that yep. much about
1: it. And yeah. I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. So,
3: so There were some definite ones that were on brand with the movie itself that were like the poison to kill Cusco, that got sinned that yeah. was, i i literally just kept writing how dare you how dare you just like the comments <laughs> do just for fun so i definitely had quite a few of those but then there was some that i just absolutely love the uh balloon animal joke about yeah. the squirrels in peru uh-huh. everyone knows that they like balloon animals but not the red ones and <laughs> yes so that's just fun because that's yeah. sort of just this goofiness yeah, and one. I'm
1: enjoying doing that. I, I wrote a couple of those in this script where I'm kind of enjoying doing surrealist sins where it's like you make the ridiculous part mm-hmm. just accepted, you and, know, and like maybe
3: even more ridiculous and
1: even a little bit more ridiculous, like the squirrels loving balloon art. We all know that we all get that. Yeah, but yeah, here's the actual that. sin. Yeah. You know, like that's <laughs> that's fun for me. I did one with uh, uh, David Spade narration where it was like, I can't go into it, but it involved ground beef yes. and all this stuff or whatever. Uh, That stuff's fun to me because it's storytelling in some way. And I'm really starting to get into the idea of using the sins to just be a little sillier and a little more out there, you know, while still making a little bit of a point.
3: Another one that I loved was the CPR trope that that whole thing ended before colored film actually began. (laughs) Found that one to be quite brilliant. It kind of made me stop and think about it. Yeah. The whole, you know,
1: it's true, right?
3: I don't know. I haven't watched. Movies have
1: been doing that forever. Oh, I've got to give him CPR. Oh, no. It's like we're kissing.
3: (laughs) And then there were a couple that sort of blew my mind as far as it wasn't just being personally offended about jokes that I love uh-huh. watching but like the one about none of the poisons being labeled yeah I was like wait that's true look they're not labeled so that one kind of blew my mind and then the other one was the nightmare concoction potion where they all explode and how do they individually change an animal <laughs> when it should just be one sort of like soup of animals right which is again so true never thought about it like that though yeah so I I had a lot of fun for me Having experienced the how-dare-you effect
1: Mm -hmm. of
3: uh, watching a movie be sinned from your childhood was not even close trump to how much fun I was having watching the video right. so personally
1: and that's what it's for, for. people
3: who get like genuinely like l- triggered uh-huh. I still can't relate to that because I had a lot of fun watching but you this can one.
1: relate to the comments that are like you're ruining my childhood and I love it yes <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly
3: I have a personal experience now and this one was it for me
1: yeah my my one story
4: to take away from this was I had to work on the edit and there is the scene where uh, he eats the bats or the bats fly into his mouth oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, that that the the visual of the bats in his mouth. I don't know what it was about that visual, but it was really disgusting to me. Like it was really grossing me out
3: and you had to keep editing it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, and through the notes process that I can't remember if that was the he survives this scene or what. But there was something about that scene where I had to go back in. And fix a couple of things based on the notes, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I cannot keep watching this." So I was so happy when I re- when I redid it, and everybody was fine with it. I'm like, "Thank God."
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun writing on this one uh, because I love the movie and all that kind of stuff. And and yeah, the only thing in this movie that I that well, there's a couple things that haven't aged well, right? Like the the um, just the ageism with the Yzma character oh, is really yeah. interesting to me because it is throughout this, the movie just takes for granted, you know, old people are scary and ugly. Right. And you you can say maybe it's this old person is scary and ugly. And I, I, I get that. But I think the movie plays into disgusting so old person. Old. Well, in the yeah. way they draw her is, you know, is like her skin's is, like falling off. Yeah, exactly. And, and so maybe it is just a character thing. And but should... don't
3: you love that her boobs are like in the middle of her torso? I do actually i loved that part <laughs> i actually remember wondering like why are her boobs so low <laughs> when i was little <laughs> Now i get it <laughs> it's just what happens <laughs> i didn't know
1: i think the uh, the most vivid example is when she's showing leg
3: yeah, and like she's
1: gonna flash them or something and it's I like
3: ne- i've literally never thought about how weird that was it's,
1: but it is weird right like it it's is. like and it shows them being so scared that she's showing them her leg and it's like oh but it's a dagger and it's like whoo it's just a weapon that's gonna kill us i would have hate to have seen more than that yeah that's the one thing kind of in this movie that i just kind of look at and go oh, i never really saw that before
4: yeah and well like you said it's just fun it's silly it's funny it's not I, I wouldn't, I mean, I personally wouldn't put this up in like the Disney classics, but right. um, it's but it's a lot better than some of the other ones we've covered, like Princess and the Frog.
1: And when you're sitting a movie like this, it is hard, but you just want to have a good time because you're sitting Looney Tunes in a lot of ways. Like, you know, there's yeah. a, we do a delayed gravity sin and it's really because delayed gravity is a, a cliche. But yeah, but there's so much of that stuff in this movie purposefully that at some point you just kind of have to go, let's just have fun with it. Let's just make it fun. And, you know, try not try not to do the obvious jokes. And uh, and I think we did a good job with that.
3: I loved it. I, I had, had a super good time.
1: Uh, ready to talk about music from behind. MFB. Truth behind Billie Eilish. Str- Billy Eilish's strange addiction. Uh, so, boy, am I loving music from behind. This is me a lot too. of fun. So much fun.
3: I was so bummed there wasn't that comment like it took the X amount of time. <laughs> I tried to find one before today, didn't find one. So,
1: this one starts off almost immediately yeah. with with some pretty ridiculous stuff. Uh, they
3: have all started off with ridiculous <laughs> stuff. I did notice that in, I don't, maybe it's a purposeful thing from the first one that we did uh, to the second one, uh, there was like a, a curse word dropped. And so there's a beep, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of maybe would make someone stop and go, well, that wouldn't be a real show. And then on this one again, right towards the very beginning uh you know the tv is getting smashed and there's like a comment i can't remember what it is but that's made where it's like i wonder if he's trying to just give something right out of the gate that's super on the nose so that it's not confusing but and yet it will still confuse some people i have no
1: doubt (laughs) i think it's great i love it uh some of my favorite moments are uh when he calls the off the american version of the office the completely original idea Mm -hmm. i thought that was (laughs) Yeah. Great. Um that they would argue about who would play Toby. I don't know for whatever reason that just cracked me up. I could not stop giggling thinking about them arguing <laughs> over who got to play Toby from The Office. So, it's
4: just such... well, I mean in the way he's narrating it like it's an actual like behind mm-hmm. the scenes documentary. I mean it just everything just flows together so well and it's just it's hilarious. I don't I like the small things too. I like where he said SoundCloud but Spotify was actually on the television screen.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, just little things like that go
1: such a long way. <laughs> and to, yeah, there's a subtlety to it that is rewarding, you know, mm-hmm. when you catch something like that. And
4: I think going off what Danae was just happening to be saying earlier about Jeremy and Barrett talking— I think you said Jeremy and Barrett talking to you about just writing whatever comes to your mind. I mean, that's kind of what this feels like because you don't have like— it's, it's a different type of – it's more of a narrative than just a sitting thing. So, yeah, like you, I'm just loving it. I don't know how else to say it.
1: It's so great. today. what do you think about this one?
3: I liked it. Uh, it was kind of like – I didn't really stop and – write down a lot because i was enjoying it and then i finished it and i was like oh i didn't make any notes which is my note my note is i had such a good time i literally didn't make any notes well it is interesting too
1: because you know barrett is is rocking this stuff and you know it's just a reminder to me we need to get him back on the show here soon to talk about music from behind because you know for us doing this we like talking about kind of the process of it and and with these I mean, music from behinds basically all all we're talking about is Boy, it sure is funny, and we sure do love watching it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because we're not we're not writing on it, we're not uh, doing the That's behind true. the scenes of it. So I would love to get Barrett on again, maybe when Danae's gone uh, here in a little bit. Uh, actually, I gone. will
3: actually be gone, <laughs> and and I think not next week, but let's the just next not put two. a date on it. Yeah, just yeah, know yeah, yeah. Danae's
1: going to be gone at some point. I'll
3: be I'll be gone so- sometime. <laughs> and
1: we'll try to get Barrett on <laughs> to talk about music from behind, because uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. I will Uh, say,
4: though, for the music video since, you know, early on, we kind of made that joke that we needed to stop doing the whole, like, uh, kids these days. And I I think we've done a good job of getting away from that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, It'll come back. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) You won't be able to keep keep it from us forever. Uh, Let's move on to some uh, Keeping Tabs.
0: Hey Podcast peeps, it's me
3: again. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. no, those are my mm-hmm. those are my uh, mm-hmm. uh okay. every time I, do I talk uh, Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're um, Okay, we're gonna try this. Thing. Uh, oh. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another.
2: Ha ha! Oh, this
0: is the most public yet of my many humiliations.
1: We're each going to pick a couple things from the editing process. Could be uh, tabs we remember having open while writing that we are, that are funny or embarrassing or maybe some deleted sins we want to talk about. Uh, we will each do two. We'll do one at a time and go around. Danae, you're going to kick us off. What's your first keeping tab?
3: Uh, from Family Guy, do guys watch porn together? <laughs> was mine.
1: <laughs> what did you discover, Danae? Well, I'm really curious about this. I, I've never been in a group <laughs> setting and watched porn. I okay. have not either.
3: I literally couldn't find first of all where it's like a normal thing and then of course but I have, when but... you type in the word porn it's just <laughs> you know I would have had to have gotten a lot more specific about like uh, explicit show watching parties with males like mm-hmm. I, I would have had to have really tried to figure it out and so I realized instantaneously even as I was typing it I was like this is a bad idea this is a bad idea this is bad... okay not. <laughs> so.
1: I vaguely remember in college hearing that some of my friends had a porn and they were going to watch it and I think what it is it comes from the old school where it was rare like porn was rare when I was growing like it was something like if if you stumbled on porn it was like you know jackpot or whatever somebody was introducing it to you or you know that kind of thing and now it's like every device you have has it at a touch of a button Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so the idea was, I think it comes from the idea of it's such a rare thing, I'm willing to experience it with other guys in the room, you know, kind of thing. So I think that's like where that my, joke comes from.
3: My idea, and this is probably way too much, so I apologize, but my idea in my head is like, as you're watching it you're wanting to enjoy that part of your like what you're watching it and you're experiencing your own thing but like with your, with people around that's not an option so but i guess what you're saying is maybe like old school old school would be you'd watch it
1: be, together and
4: laugh you
3: store it you store it for later yes. and and you have your own personal think, moments yes i
4: think See, that's the we idea i just watched, like Terrible horror movies and stuff together. I I never watched. Yeah, I've never done the whole get it's together so and weird. watch a porn.
3: That was just such a weird part of the show. And this show isn't based on like older, older times, unless there's unless the writer well, but remembers MacFarl- that.
1: Yeah, Seth MacFarlane is you know our age. Well, so. that
3: did not go over well. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. So that was one of mine.
1: Yeah. No. I I was interested in what maybe you found out about that, but I, I don't think it's untrue. I think it has happened um it's just not something i've ever oh yeah i mean
4: if you want to if you want to get into that i mean there's the whole like um was that yale where they had the chicken and porn club
2: uh there's actually
4: been a movie made about it um i mean i don't think it was like a really highly praised one i think it was like a comedy or something but um it might even been like a comedy central original but it was one of the ivy league schools like actually i don't know if they still do probably not but um Back in the day, they used to have a, uh, it was a fried chicken eating and watching porn. Phew,
3: God, I thought they were live chickens. I've been so worried. No, 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 no.
4: It was just, I don't know where the chicken part came from. I, I mean, I've read about it back when they made the movie, but I don't remember now. But, by the way. Uh, and I believe uh, that was men and women.
1: By the way, I don't know where the chicken part came from was uh, McDonald's original slogan for the nuggets. Uh, so Wow. Nice.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now you know who likes those. (laughs) Uh, I
1: don't. Is it really any different than going to a strip club with a bunch of guys? I don't know. I'm just I'm I trying don't to know. Like Maybe
3: it, it's not. And that's the thing is I just have never literally never crossed my mind that people would just sit down and watch. Well, a and, porn well
1: and obviously coming I from,
4: don't know what you think goes on in a strip club, but it's <laughs> well, a lot true. less than what goes no, on. In a porn. You're true.
1: Again, I, you're dealing with my naivete on a lot of this <laughs> stuff, too. I was just going to say, my you know, my background obviously comes with so much shame associated with that stuff mm-hmm. anyway that there was no way. You know, that that Ooh, was going to yeah. be something that I was going to experience with another human being.
3: Same here. You know, you just don't. That's not something that you would ever
1: admit ad- ever even having admit, seen. Right. Let alone experience, you know, watching with somebody else.
3: Anyway, if, if you guys know this is a thing, you're welcome to message me, I guess. <laughs> no, Tell
1: Danae. Are uh, you, you sure you, want you don't need messages about this. <laughs> of all Are the you things sure? That you want feedback about. This is not <laughs> one of them.
3: Yeah, just Don't message you. me about yeah. sharks, but let me know if you know of people who like co-watch please, porn. Please tell me your what porn is wrong habits? with me.
4: Please come back next week and tell me what Gosh. your DMs are like, guys.
3: You know, let me just pause right there and say my DMs have been fantastic.
4: Yeah, That's fans great to continue
3: hear. to just be like they send sweet, positive messages. That is so. really
4: good to hear because I have heard some. horrible... Horror
1: stories.
3: I'm sure it's coming. I know I'm going to see a beep no, pick. No, you know, eventually. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't ha- I didn't make you have to beep the word beep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we wouldn't have beeped it. <laughs> you just beeped yourself. <laughs> Why does everybody forget <laughs> that this is an unbeeped podcast? <laughs> um, all right, we, we we only beep. You know, like when we're hiding what videos are coming up.
3: Oh. I could do that again. No,
1: you don't have to do that again.
3: It wasn't. It wasn't easy to edit.
1: No, it, it was. It was wonderful. It was great. Everything's wonderful. Everything's great. Uh, all right, uh, Jonathan, you're up next. What's your yeah, first I mean, keeping I, tab?
4: Yeah, I I only wrote on Family Guy, and I did not. Like I said, I had so few sins on that there wasn't anything I really looked up. I did have a deleted sin.
1: Yeah, tell us about it.
4: So there was a part in there where it said, "Yeah, America's great, isn't it? Except for the South." One of the I, I don't know if that's. Uh, I don't know who says that in the show. I don't remember now, but apparently somebody said that in the show. And then for some reason, the thing that popped in my head was we all live in the south. <laughs> it's true. So I wrote even in 1999, this feels like a slam on Cinema Sins. But there was a lot of other better stuff in there, so I totally get why it was it was taken out. And it it's kind of a, it kind of takes you a minute to get to where I'm going. But um, I don't yeah. know. Anytime we can like slam ourselves, I think that's kind of fun.
1: Oh, no, yeah. I, I love the self-deprecation stuff. Um,
3: yeah, me I mean, too. My, my soul can totally take it.
1: <laughs> you having trouble, Danae?
3: No, I'm just regretting all of my decisions in the past five minutes.
1: <laughs> oh. I was just You're fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. I'll move on to my first one. Cool. Um, here's the story. <laughs> <laughs> Family guy. Uh-huh. uh tells a Holocaust joke within, like, the first 40 seconds of the, mm-hmm. the show, right? And I was thinking how funny it would be to compare that to, like, the greatest, the records that will never be broken. So immediately I'm thinking about Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game, uh, Cy Young's, you know, uh, win total or whatever it was. And then I wanted to do Rule of Threes and throw in a ridiculous or funny third, you know, record that will never be broken. And so I thought, how funny, if it were a sexual record that would never be broken, and so I researched amazing sex records, oh, and Lord. Boy, Aaron, are there are some interesting things.
3: I feel like every week <laughs> you bring to the table something pretty sexual.
1: <laughs> Listen, I've lived a repressed life. It's
4: my <laughs> one Citizens outlet. Since
3: has given you an outlet, this a is reason why you to should research. Not
4: repress your children. <laughs> That's right, Aaron, I am <laughs> Aaron Dyser.
1: I am a living example of the damage of repression. Uh you know what's actually funny is I my my childhood was not as repressed as some. I had parents who were very willing to talk about sex and different things mm-hmm. like that. So but it is it is kind of funny to, to publicly be talking about these things. Yeah,
3: this is normally something but can I that I tell you, don't. you Can I tell you some of these sex records? I I have like, a feeling even if I wanted you to not that the fans I can hear them now. Yes, of course. No, I,
1: I, I really want to know. So <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the world record is for?
3: Like the music, Aaron. That's nice.
1: Thanks. Yeah, there's no way we are airing any of that. No. So we just we just put you in an elevator there for a oh, second.
3: Oh, we just did like a podcast version of Skip. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so so apologies. Let's just say, uh, as far as sex records go, she had 69 of them over the course of a few years, uh, and. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Also, uh, eighteen feet nine inches at forty two point seven miles per hour, uh, and also one hundred
3: one uh, triple Z uh,
1: within an hour. One hundred thirty four of them in an hour, and uh, also yes, one hundred two triple Z. One hundred two triple Z. So uh, also uh, thirty one pounds, if it, you can believe it.
3: We just had this conversation, and I've already forgotten what that was. I, I had to think about
1: what that was in reference to. <laughs> I remember now.
3: I don't, and I wonder if it's cuz I blocked it.
1: I think actually of the ones you blocked it's probably that one today. You probably blocked the one that 31 pounds is you referring questioned to. You question whether or not there was a piercing involved. That's all. Awesome. Oh god.
3: <laughs> I remember. Uh,
1: Anyways, just to say lots of weird sex records out there.
3: <laughs> it's good. It's good. Feel
1: free to Google it yourself.
3: <laughs> well, I'll go on to my next one. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, I also only wrote on Family Guy this week. Um, so I researched ballet positions because I knew the muscle was the piriformis. And the joke is mm-hmm. that they're um, when they're in Catholic Church in the background, there are some animations where the feet are totally turned out to the side. And I watched the entire episode. Nobody else had been animated like that. So it just kind of hit me weird, like a little lazy animation choice to yeah. just have their feet kind of going straight out. And I remembered from massage therapy school that the piriformis is called the, the dancer's muscle because when it's really tight, it kind of turns your legs outward. But I could not remember the ballet positions because I've never took ballet. So I did a nice little run on ballet positions and the anatomy of the glute <laughs> so just to make sure that I was writing that joke correctly. So that was one of the ones. I really didn't have a lot of interesting thing on family guy cuz I didn't find it very interesting to watch yeah, in general. No,
4: that yeah, that sense. was my yeah, I don't I don't have anything else cuz I just there wasn't anything I really had to look up. I've got some fun stuff next week though I promise, but um
1: yeah. I'm sorry, I was so lame this week.
3: <laughs> we're, we're all lame this week, except for I don't Aaron. know how to
4: compete with
1: looking at <laughs> sex we're, records. Though. I know. We're all lame <laughs> or just extremely dirty. And we, <laughs> no, and we can't air it. No, it's not Hi, that Aaron's you're mom. dirty. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like it should just be information. But because it's about sex, it becomes very weird.
3: <laughs> to be clear. I mean,
4: it's not weird to me that I'm awkward. I think it's weird just the actual things that happened are just bizarre. Like, how did you do that?
3: Yeah. Yeah, and why? <laughs> why did you do that?
1: Well, the only other one I had was the.
3: <laughs> I don't know if you get any more, Aaron. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just joking.
1: And do you? Want, I mean,
4: I, how did you? Why did you start with that? That should have been what you ended with.
1: <laughs> well, it was going to be what I ended with, but the only other one I had was "F and Cry." Uh, the oh, research okay. I did on that, we and we, we kind of already that. chatted about that.
2: <laughs> uh, let's it, move on. Let's
1: do it. Let's move on to the comment section. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, let's each pick a comment uh, to respond to from this week's past videos. We've also got a couple of general feedback questions in here. Uh, I'm loving the comment section becoming kind of our feedback place. Uh, because I'm also going to read some uh, some recent iTunes or Apple podcast reviews Yay. that people have done because they are great. We are loving your Apple podcast reviews. More! More! They are hilarious uh, and it's, it's wonderful. So we'll get there as well. But let's start off with any comments from the actual videos uh, that we picked up. This one comes from the 47 Meters Down video from How to Properly Clean Your Metal Computer. They should have taken some water breathing potions with them. You never know when it's going to be useful. It would also have Made this movie a lot shorter, and I really, <laughs> I really appreciated the idea that we could also help out by just shrinking the movie down.
3: I want to live in a world where there's water breathing potions.
1: Well, I figured it was a Potter reference, right? I, like the gillyweed or whatever. Yeah,
4: I it, would think so. Yeah, I saw that one too.
3: Yeah, but then there's also potions you can drink in, like World of Warcraft and D and stuff that's too. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and uh, Link has his yeah. water breathing, you know, jacket or whatever he he wears.
3: Just Is potions tunic? in general would be awesome. It
1: would. I do like potions. I mean, there
3: technically are potions, but those are ones you probably shouldn't drink <laughs> <laughs> to stay alive.
1: Jonathan, what about you? What's uh, what comment did you see from the yeah, videos? We we actually
4: already talked about a couple of them because I had I had that one. Danae brought up about the buttons, um, but I did have one from um, yeah. This was from the music from behind where um, I'm going to go with Plum said I love how he low key both compliments and criticizes her. And uh, I just wanted to say, if you ever wanted to imagine what uh, being friends with Barrett was like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh,
1: that's so true. I love so much. Every conversation
4: he has is so with you, true. you're just like, are you
3: complimenting me
4: <laughs> or... <laughs>
3: That's good for me to know, as the new person.
4: Well, we actually discussed this for uh, patrons that were, you know, watched the Sin Week videos or were at Sin Week. We did actually talk about uh, first impressions with Barrett. was was a very enjoyable conversation.
3: You have that in a little bit of a way too, Aaron. I don't do. you?
1: I do. People don't know where I'm coming from a lot of times when they meet me. Yeah. Uh,
3: I, I remember, you know, we had to be like when we would go to conferences or something, I'd have to be like, hey, put your game face on, Fred. Yeah.
1: You might want to smile.
3: I'd <laughs> kick you under the table during like our uh-huh. weekly uh, staff meetings at the radio station and yeah. be like, you need to like make look, eye contact. Look
1: like you're paying attention, Aaron. <laughs>
3: Maybe smile. <laughs> Maybe
1: smile at people. Make <laughs> them think you actually like them.
3: At the very least, it's strategic. <laughs>
1: But the truth is, it's just it's just that resting face thing, right? Like, you know, just some of us have to work harder at, you know, being engaging and like masking that. Masking
3: that you genuinely don't but care.
1: That's different than Barrett. Barrett is just like the way he talks to you is just so interesting because you can tell he's he, he's buddying with you. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's something about it that that feels like he's getting inside of you. In a weird way. You yeah, know, it's well, like, and,
4: I mean, and to be fair, and he's talked about this on Syncast. I mean, he's a psychologist. Exactly. That's what he that, went to school for. Yeah, that's exactly and what he's is. very good at it.
3: Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. I didn't know that. Now I'm really weirded out and nervous. <laughs>
4: Barrett he's is probably of, psychoanalyzing like, the most amazing all my emails. You will ever meet.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. Right he's Barrett. a stand
4: up dude oh. and he's, He's just, he's just entertaining.
1: What about you, Danae? You got a comment you want to read from the videos?
3: Yes. Um. Family Guy Jeff says that later, and this was in reference to the bean pictures, which oh. that was my joke about the, they hadn't replaced the stock images. They all got right. bean people. He says that years later, their pictures become their kids. So that kind of made me wonder if maybe it was on purpose, like that they actually had bean people in there that they replaced them later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but anyway,s he he goes on to say he actually noticed <laughs> that, and it's always bothered him. And someone finally sent it, so he was really excited about this thing because oh, nice. it's always bugged him. So I, I I get you, Jeff. I feel you, dog. I'm really, oh, enjoy- my
1: God. I'm that's really awesome. enjoying the animation scripts that Danae writes on because she will see. There's there's stuff coming up in a uh, one that's going to be out here in a couple weeks that she just sees these animation things that I just totally miss, and it's like. Where animators just decide not to animate a hand or, you know, something else, that kind of stuff.
3: I, I love I love that you try to give hints. And I want to start, I've actually gave a pretty strong hint in the Discord chat. Are we allowed to do that? Because I don't want to get myself in trouble. Hints for what? Like jokes that we wrote.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. I think that's okay. I just
3: totally told on myself there, but <laughs> anyway, next comment for you, Mister Dyson. Well, I think we can move into the questions,
1: um, oh. unless you guys have other comments that you want to talk about. No. We we had talked about just picking one uh, oh. since we had questions to do. Did okay. you remember, remember that like you worked quite you worked <laughs> comments into the uh...
3: how How do you pick just one? <laughs> that's ridiculous. There's a whole conversation about lactose intolerance people for belly ache and or that they should have called it. Billy ache. That's funny. Oh,
1: that is funny. Billy ache. How how do we not talk about that? That's awesome.
3: How how do we not talk about the funny things on Emperor's New Groove? Okay, fine. Go ahead. No, no. No, go fine. ahead. Get no, it out. No. Get it out, Danae. I feel better.
1: Listen, we have a whole bunch of time we saved by cutting out the sex conversations.
3: So. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, so the question, first question this week is from Andy, who writes to uh, BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. Does Jeremy actually watch everything he records narration for? If not, how does he create the right inflections for the sins? Uh, I thought this was really a good talented. question. He is really talented. I that mean, actually I, is yeah. the answer. So moving on then. (laughs) Check. Uh, No, I don't think he does. I don't think he has seen everything he narrates for um, what we try to do in the scripts. By the way, the writers of every script have seen everything. Mm -hmm.
4: It would be impossible to write off memory. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine? As as in-depth as we get with these things.
3: No, we have to be very specific in not only where this had happened, but like if there's any kind of prompting, and that includes the narrator voice prompt. Sometimes it's like... We let Jeremy know how to read something if we kind of have a, a particular uh, version we're going for, like with the buttons one, for example, Aaron very specifically gave Jeremy some like get progressively angrier and angrier with the buttons. Right. So he had a he had a reference point to kind of bring it to life in his own way.
1: Yeah, I think the instructions are important and it's something I've learned over time. Um, we have uh, in each sin we include in parentheses what's called a lead in um and that's just like what part of the video is going to be showing while the sin is going on sometimes that's before the sin happens sometimes it's during uh and i've learned to include for jeremy more specifics in that lead-in that result in how he's going to be you know doing the inflection on the sin because sometimes you're answering a question that's actually said in the lead-in and he needs to know that like he needs to understand oh this sin is answering something or this sin is just mm-hmm. something I'm thinking. And so I think it's just being very clear in the scripts.
4: Well, and furthermore, if he's not actually one of the writers, even if he's seen the the material, he's, he's still, I mean, we still have to help him with that stuff because he's not going to remember exactly what that scene is doing.
1: He also has spoken often about how he's just reading a teleprompter in a lot of ways. You know, like mm-hmm. he is, you know, anchorman and just whatever comes up, he's just, he's reading it. I, you know, <laughs> a lot of times he'll, he will have done sins, and not remember because he is just playing his part and being his role. And so, yeah, it's it's an interesting it, process. Well, I mean, I'm it's sure.
4: a, you know, it, it's just, it's a, it's a performance. And um, it, it is, it is, it's really, that's been one of my favorite things is just watching him take stuff that we write and do what he does with it because um, it is just a performance in the same way you would, you know, judge an actor or anyone. Mm-hmm.
3: And is in that it also? Line of work. Okay, to talk about how sometimes he'll perform a particular part and then we actually rewrite the script in such a way that it reflects like how he wrote it. So he might deliver it in a different way. Maybe we've got something in all caps and the way he delivers it is softer. Well, Uh then we might change how it reads on the screen. So it matches more with his performance.
1: Yeah. Because he has the, he has complete permission to be the narrator character. And if he changes, you know, a phrasing or something in the script, we have to change it in the subtitles. So and, yeah.
3: And, and thankfully it, works. It still works. It's just mm. a different way. So it all kind of comes together. And there's a lot of steps to make sure that the video matches the narration and everything is can seamless.
1: I, can I just say he blows me away with as much narration as he does. he's he's probably reading a couple hundred sins a day, you know, uh, from the various oh, I, different I projects, imagine at least, right? And the fact that we have to ask for maybe one, or two pickups where, you like know, a fix. like a fix where we want this a little bit differently or a word. With, the fact that he only messes up one or two of those blows my mind. Like and a lot of the
4: times it's our fault, too, because exactly. I, mean, I didn't put a pronunciation. Yeah.
3: Out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, he does such a great job. I'm always impressed.
3: Let's give a round and, for Jeremy. Woo!
4: Yeah, he's not he's not just a monkey we make
3: dance. Uh.
1: <laughs> well, he is also a monkey we make dance, but it's he's not just that.
3: He's the head monkey. We All give
1: him quarters. Right. Thank you Andy for that question. Let's go to the next question. This comes from Liam, who says, Hey, guys, love the podcast so far. Uh, really loving the search results, uh, but also love the pop culture stuff. Because of you guys, I was able to do something I've been wanting to do. I live in Australia and have been trying to get into the Marvel comics, but didn't know how to go about it. Thanks to you guys talking about the online comics, you mentioned Marvel Unlimited, and I'm hooked. I really appreciate it and wanted to ask a question uh, or two to you guys on that. If you had to recommend comics to start at, what would you recommend? And what uh, what is your favorite comic? Can be any comic ever. Love you guys and love the comments. Danae says love listening to her pop culture stuff. Thanks. Singling out Danae. This will become a theme as we continue in with the so feedback. So we're
4: just going to pretend this is Liam Hemsworth, right? <laughs> yes, of
1: course.
3: Oh, Liam Hemsworth.
1: I forgot to mention it was Liam Hemsworth.
3: Um, is this any particularly like comics in general, or like specifically Marvel comics? Does it matter? I, I think for think the second, matters.
1: I don't think it matters, especially for the second question, um, because Liam very specifically said can be any comic ever. Okay. So. Well,
3: I'll start off if that's okay with you guys. Yep. I actually mentioned one of them in a previous uh, Beyond the Sins, which was Gunner Craig Court. So if you mm. missed that reference, highly recommend it's an online comic, so you can kind of go back and binge it. And for those of you guys who remember that one, I'll throw out another one. This is definitely geared around like. Uh, a party going out and, and like, you know, your role play party type thing, your D and D style. It's called looking for group. It is super well made. It's a whole universe. They actually do a, a, like tons of comics now. But when I first started watch, uh, following that particular, um, series they only had like just their LFG one and so they release a lot of content on their website as well and it's more in the RPG D and D style where you've got like a warlock and you've got like a fighter and all this kind of stuff but it's uh really really fun to read and really beautiful animation so I'd recommend those too
1: very nice um, did you I'm have gonna... a favorite
3: um my favorite is Gunnar Craig but that's just I'm so into the story and. It's just released, you know, a few times a week. And so uh, I'm, it's just fascinating to me how he's developed it. And I love that comic. So that's right now my number one uh, comic. Awesome, Yeah.
1: I am not a comic person. So, Jonathan, I'm going to let you kind of finish this mm-hmm. off and, and kind of give recommend, uh, recommendations and stuff. I will say I like comic strips. Like I love Farside and mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbes and I've got all the books. Uh, Those are a ton of fun. If I were to start reading comics, comics, I imagine I would want to go back to like the original X-Men stuff. um, Just because I found that universe, the most interesting of the Marvel stuff. So if it were me who had Marvel unlimited, that's probably what I would read. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have so much time I'm spending on catching up on TV and movies that comics just don't even And podcasts, you know, like comics just don't even enter into my desire you know to to catch up on I, I can't add another whole genre of things to to invest in uh so but yeah that's probably what it would be for me no John, i hear
4: you that's why i don't play video games because yeah, exactly yeah there's just no way
1: <laughs> yeah so but you do read comics right like you probably have some I good do, suggestions yeah,
4: I, still, I mean i'm the one i mentioned uh, the marvel i think i mentioned the marvel unlimited when Danae brought up the the online comic that week um and I have. I'm really glad he's enjoying that. I, I I love that. I think that's totally worth it. If you're really trying to get into Marvel or get into comics or if you just like comics, I mean, it's 9.99 a month, I believe, is what it is. And um, I also, I don't know if he knows this, but there's a um, that what I use. There's a website. It's actually if you just Google "complete Marvel reading order," um, you should be able to find it. And uh, that's what I started using because I was curious, like, how could I actually start at the beginning and kind of read through the stuff I want to read and you know, keep it chronological. Um, So that's a, that's a source that I have found just awesome. There's a DC one too, but it's, it's still being worked on. It looks like so, um, but as far as what you should start with, I, I didn't necessarily stick with Marvel, but I did since he's I feel like he's talking more about superhero comics and that's really more what I know anyways. Um, There's a comic that Robert Kirkman uh, created uh, years ago called Invincible. Um, It's from the uh, image comics line and it it ran about a, i think it ran 100 and like 40 issues or so um i think that's a really like if you're really trying to get into superhero comics i think that's a great one to do because it's its own universe whereas marvel and dc there's just so much going on there and there's been so many times they've like revamped the entire universe yeah um so something like invincible like if you're just looking for a really fun really interesting uh, superhero comic i think invincible's great and there's actually another subscription service that i'm not a I'm not with anymore, but it's called Comixology. I believe it's Comixology.com, C-O-M-I-X-O-L-O-G-Y. And I'm pretty sure they have the entire run of Invincible on there. Um, So that's something maybe if you signed up for that for a couple months, you know, you could just go through those. Or obviously you could buy them if you don't enjoy reading stuff digitally. Um, They've got a lot of trade paperbacks and stuff. Um, As far as my favorite, um, I grew up, uh, Spider-Man was my introduction to comics. So Spider-Man and Daredevil have always kind of been my two favorites that I've just I've stuck with over the years. Um, I do like X-Men a lot, though. Um, I got more into X-Men, I think, kind of like you said, you did, Aaron, with the movies. And when I got older, um, that became a little more interesting because they're not really a traditional superhero comic. But but Spider-Man and Daredevil have always been my two favorites. So
1: I guess that's what I'd go with. Very nice. Uh, thank you, Liam, for the question. If you've got mm-hmm. a question you want to ask us f- via email, uh, the email address is behindthesinspod at gmail.com. Uh, let's take a look at the, uh, a few Apple podcast reviews. Cool. Um, this one starts us off with the theme for the reviews. The title of this review is Danae is the only reason this works.
3: Whatever. It is not. <laughs> that
1: is literally the title of the review. No, it isn't. Danae is the only reason this works. And here's the entirety of the content of the review. Oh, no. Danae.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no way. Are you kidding me right now?
1: No. No, not at I all. I feel
4: like that person, we make that comment a lot. I feel like yes. that person guys. probably has a good sense of humor.
1: Oh, yes. I think, that, I think people are playing. I think uh, that's on Jeff. This one also <laughs> comes from uh, Apple Podcasts. The uh, title of this review is We Do Not Deserve Danae. Stop Uh, it. Are
3: you serious right now? I'm dead serious right now. You're messing with
1: me. And then in parentheses, it says, and Aaron and Jonathan are great too.
3: You guys.
1: (laughs) Uh, This one... This one has a, at least more to the body than just Danae. Uh This one says, at this point, if you're still one of these people who think CinemaSins guys hates movies, you ju- you're just not paying attention. The love and craft that the crew puts into every video and the knowledge and passion for film that's on display is just awesome. This is a great compliment to the Sincast pulling the curtain back on who's writing for movies and what's going on in their heads and their Google search histories. Highly recommended. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank that comes you. from uh, SM Heasley. Uh, by the way, the first one comes Comes from uh, Will On. Uh, gave that review. Uh, and then finally, G1 Josh says, uh, titled, syntastic Fun in the review says, a great dive behind the scenes of the Cineverse and the process that goes into making the content. And you get to know the A plus B team all around. A plus B team. So,
3: oh, see, even though we're B, we're still A. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, G1 Josh. You guys are uh, amazing. We appreciate that.
3: I'm feeling all kinds of humble
1: <laughs> humble you should you should feel exalted
3: i i feel somebody's
1: entire review of our podcast was just your name
3: <laughs> <Like it's, laughs> that's incredible that's amazing
1: oh God. that's the only uh, reason they... i listen to it so yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all beautiful five-star reviews, uh, and we appreciate it very much. Uh, if you want to leave a review, you can do that at Apple Podcasts. Really, you can leave a review wherever you listen uh, mm-hmm. to Behind the Sins, and we would appreciate it. Uh, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and
3: beyond. Somewhere beyond my wildest history.
1: To boldly go where no man has gone before. we going to chat about something else from the pop culture world that we've seen recently. It can be good, bad, or ugly. Uh, what do you guys got Danae? What's in your beyond the sins?
3: Um, I have a lot to choose from and I'm trying to figure out. I've been,
1: do you need some time? Should Jonathan go first?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't decided.
1: Wow. Okay. We've, we've been doing the show now. Um, for a couple hours Danae, Yeah. and uh, had had a week between shows Yeah, um, yeah. just for cl- just for you know for information purposes yeah and just letting you know that all right Jonathan why don't you go first while Danae is uh, still making up her mind what do you got um, yeah I actually I actually
4: tweeted about this the I think yesterday but because um, I just finished it yesterday but um, I'm a little late to the game on this a show came out on Amazon Prime a little earlier this year called homecoming with yeah, uh, Julia was, Roberts
1: was that this year or last year no it was it was twenty nineteen I just I remember watching it but it seems like it was forever ago.
4: Oh, so you have seen it.
1: I have, yeah.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. It's it's listed as 2018. So I guess it was like late last year. Okay. But cool. I knew it had been a minute, but um I finally got around to watching it. I had heard um actually uh, the podcast I mentioned a few weeks ago, The Suspense is Killing Us, the reason they decided to I, one of the reasons they started that podcast was because of this show. So that's what kind of put it back on my radar and oh, interesting. Um, I loved it. It's um, really good. Yeah. It's and it's really um, and it's like I don't even but it's like I almost didn't put it on here because I don't really know that you can talk about it that much.
1: Well, I, I'm going to be honest. It is it's been long enough that I forget a lot of the details. I just remember thinking that Julia Roberts was great, and uh, I think Bobby Cannavale's in it too. Yes, and he was great. Like in and the the way it re- revealed its information was really beautiful. Um, and I just, I remember thinking it was a nice journey.
4: Yeah, that's exactly, that's a good way to put it. Um, Julia Roberts, this might be, this might be my favorite thing she's done. I mean, as far as her work, but it's, uh, it's just 10 episodes. They're about 30 minutes each. They're actually really only about 24, 25 minutes, although it is kind of fun to watch the credits because it does this thing where it puts the credits over like the end of the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's not necessarily anything like you need to see going on, but it's just I don't know. It just kind of almost like you said, it's just a very fun experience. Like the whole thing, like the, the this is a really unique way to put together a TV show. I would say I um, totally agree. Um, but it's basically it's a mystery thriller. Um, the the basic plot line is that Julia Roberts is, is a counselor, and she is working at a new facility. Um, it's a new program that this company is trying to get approved by the military where they're bringing in uh people that have been overseas and have been in war and just trying to you know get them back into a civilized life and yeah aren't uh, they
1: aren't they trying th- to uh heal ptsd through heal ptsd yeah through some sort of cognitive therapy it's therapy slash mixed drugs. with like drugs yeah. and yeah
4: that's the basic premise and then it, it, it's one of those things where it plays a lot with time there's stuff going on in the past and there's stuff going on in the, in the present and the way it shows you that visually is really interesting I don't know how else to explain that you just, you just gotta watch this show it's so cool but it's very reminiscent of like one of those like early like, 80s or 90s thrillers, it feels very much like something Brian De Palma would do. Um, yeah. I, like I a Brian it's... De Palma film. It's e- even like the music is very much in that like Pino DiNaggio kind of, that's the that's the style of the music. And uh, it's just a really cool experience. I, I'm. It's just one of those things where I just, I was just blown away. And uh, there's going to be a second season. I mean, it's going to be an anthology though. So the second season is going to be a different story. Um, and I know they hired, I can't, I, they announced who they hired recently, but I don't remember who it was, but it was another really cool actress or, so um, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, I recommend.
1: I don't remember either, but I am glad that it's going to be anthology because um, I, I like that. I like that they can tell complete stories that way. The cast is really good. I'd never seen uh, Shea Wiggum do this interesting a role before um he's great sissy spacex in it uh dermot Mulroney's Mm -hmm. in it um it's got a really good really good cast i already
4: forgot sissy spacex was in it Uh, uh, janelle monet is who signed on to be in the second
1: oh nice yeah very nice it and uh, you're totally right above everything else artistically it's just so technically interesting Mm -hmm. um that yeah i i dig it as well so i'm glad you're giving it some some love a year later
3: okay say the name of it again
1: it's called Homecoming. Uh, Homecoming. Homecoming. It's on Amazon Prime.
3: I have that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that it's, feel I mean good? You,
4: can, you It. I mean it's like I said. It's like thirty-minute episodes. It's it's so it's you know it's ten episodes. So it's like five hours basically.
1: It's a kind of the, the streaming culture we live in where you find out what service it's on and like there's this relief like, oh, I already pay for that.
3: Check. <laughs> so, done. Don't, don't have to worry. Don't have
1: to do a new one. Yeah, Danae, did you figure something out?
3: Yeah. I mean, I can
1: go first if you need more time. Sure. You want me to go ahead and go? Yeah. I'm going to talk about uh, The Boys, not Good Boys, which is the movie that just came out, but uh, the Amazon, again, Amazon Prime show. Uh, about superheroes uh, who are, let's just say, evil. Evil, uh, except for it's almost more like they're they're narcissistic and human. Like it's it's interesting because the show actually takes a look at. What superpowers would be like on real people? How that would affect them as humans? How that would you know change the way they act? Um, I'm not all it's the way th-
3: sounds like a book I was just reading.
1: It's uh, it's I'm not all the way through it. I think I've got two episodes left, but I did want to mention it because it is really interesting to me. It's kind of like did, did you ever see Hancock? Yes, uh, yes. Will Smith superhero yeah. movie. We yeah. did the Cinema video. In fact, we did. Um, so Hancock is one of those movies that actually has world-changing revelations that happen at, that are a little bit, you know, out there. But if you just take the majority of that movie, the idea of superpowers and how it really impacts somebody who's dealing with, you know, real-life stuff, that's kind of what this does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it shows how super... If superpowers were real, they would be monetized and corporatized and all this stuff, and then how that would impact and how that power dynamic would change the way that superheroes relate to people and the decisions they make, the moral decisions they make, um, I just I find it philosophically really fascinating. Uh, it is very much trying to be uh, grown-up uh, superhero stuff. So there's you know violence and sex mm-hmm. and I was going to you know, say
4: I, I got the I mean I've read the co- some of the comic that this is based on that mm-hmm. Garth has created and I, I can't imagine this is for anyone but adults.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not a uh, you know. It's not the Incredibles not what we're dealing with here um so i would you know put that out there as well but i i'm finding it very fascinating jonathan have you watched any of it
4: i I haven't had a chance to yet i'm really curious the comic i was kind of on the fence with which i guess is why i didn't continue it because i i liked that aspect of it i liked that it was dealing with the idea that you know uh just kind of the the downfall that we could actually see from us if superheroes existed Uh, the negatives that we as a society would have to deal with. Um, But at the same time, kind of in our conversation about Family Guy, it's so over-the-top graphic and dealing with the way it deals with subject matters, at least in the comic book, um, was a little off-putting for me. But it sounds like the TV show, while still being very adult, might get in more to what I'm interested in as opposed to just showing like, you know...
1: Yeah, it, it's possible. I just, I haven't read the, the graphic novel, yeah. so I, I don't know how it goes into that. Um, I mean, it, it from the first episode on, it's definitely, I mean, it's graphic enough, especially in the violence aspect of things that I, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to somebody, you know, who's, who's triggered by those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, I don't know. I, I find it philosophically, you know, it's taking it seriously. You know, it's yeah. not, it, it's, it's not being glib about how it's handling these things uh it's just saying look these are real possibilities if people had superpowers um, yeah, and it's
4: got a, it's got a good cast
1: yeah no so that
4: definitely intrigues me as well so, so yeah i'm definitely going to check it out I, yeah like i said i just it's it's on that ever-growing list <laughs> yeah, i just got yeah, the homecoming
1: exactly. people <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right danae what'd you figure out
3: i decided to go with orange is the new black
1: oh final season
3: yep I decided to go ahead and watch it. I've watched all the other seasons, so let's just put a bow on it, see how they said it wrapped things up.
1: Were you getting kinda of tired of it? You say that like you're just you were kind of liked it less as it went on
3: I did I liked it less as it went on and it's interesting to look into that world but then also know that a lot of it's just so like that's just not real mm-hmm. and
1: but I mean it's based on somebody's real experiences
3: it is but then some of the things that are happening it's like this is this would never happen this is ridiculous right. so, you know like if you well, I think it was last season ended on like The whole standoff where they took back over the prison Mm -hmm. and there was this whole part of the prison that they had found this area. Did you watch it? Yeah. Okay. 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 I just find that to be ridiculous. But (laughs) yeah. So part of that is, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief. This is a show. But at the same time,
1: the softball game at the end of last season was beautiful. You know, like there's, there are these emotional moments that are
3: really touching. Yeah. 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 Um, And then you realize that there's relationships that happen inside of prison and how those aren't even protected because everybody was kind of sent in different directions. Right. So uh, just knowing that this was the final season, I always think it's interesting to see how they decide, similar to Game of Thrones, how are you deciding to end this story arc? Where are you going to land the story? And um, are you going to try to go for the happy bow on the end? Are you going to try to, you Mm. know, so they, they tried to touch on pretty much everything, which I think... Works in some ways and doesn't in others. I I felt sadness and frustration and anger and horror at things that happened inside of our country that they decided to really touch on. Uh, you know this this particular season they definitely went more with ice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a
1: lot of immigration stuff. But, I, I've yeah. only watched the first I think five episodes of the final season. So. Yeah,
3: and there's still like the backstories into their past, which I almost wish they wouldn't have done so much of in a way because. We're more interested in their present I think at this moment and they're doing it to serve the story they're doing it to serve what decisions um, these characters are making uh, And one in particular I can understand why it happens because she you know continues to just digress and digress and then there's other stories like you know even with Red where I just wonder why they went back again they maybe could have just revealed that and had more time for other kind of relationships to just feel but I'm, I'm just that way I kind of Everyone's going to wish it was massaged a little bit differently.
1: Yeah, I think what I'm feeling in the first five episodes, at least, is there are so many characters that we've come to know and care about that they don't have time. No, they don't. Well, to uh, really give us any kind of closure on all of them. And I I think at least what I'm feeling so far is they should have focused on less characters in the final season.
3: uh, Well, they did they did focus on fewer characters in the final season okay. because when you get to the final episode, you're going to see characters you haven't seen all season going, oh yeah, what about those okay. guys? And they're just kind of like lining them up and like stamp, 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 stamping right. them yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. to sort of kind of move the plot along. Yeah. Um, but
1: Yeah, there's I, no way to do it. Like there's... A,
3: the, the dissatisfaction that I have that's kind of left over the sort of like taste in my mouth the sort of like metallic ting in my mouth, I think is not because it was a bad story, but because of the gen- the genuine and true heartbreak that people in prison are experiencing. And so I think to that the story in the show did exactly what they wanted to do, which is it's not a pretty bow. And like some people, it's just legitimately tragic what happens and whether or not these stories are exactly somebody's, they're all kind of attempted reflections at people who go into the system and how hard it is to not only survive inside that system and keep your sanity and keep part of your true self, but then what happens when you leave? And so it just left me with a lot of things to think about. And so ultimately, I would definitely recommend it. If you haven't watched Orange is the New Black at all, I think it's actually a really good show. Um, I think it's an interesting show. I like the characters. I think that what they did was important and I feel like it introduced a level of conversation about incarcerated culture into our regular everyday kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. Because I learned stuff about incarceration that i wouldn't have ever known had i not watched this show so
4: i watched the first season um and i probably will get back to it at some point um i have a really uh, I, I don't know what it is about prison i mean i guess just the general fear of i don't want to go to prison but um i've always had a hard time watching things centered around prisons i don't have any personal uh, ties to prison but it's just one of those subject matters that i just i have a, i have a hard time with so it's got to be something that really blows me away
1: yeah, Jonathan hates Shawshank Redemption. It's like, uh, it's like. His I don't hate Shawshank so Redemption, but I will say I've only seen it once. <laughs> really?
4: Yeah. No, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. I've probably seen it like twice, but uh, I watched it in the theater, and then I think I, I, I think I have seen it since then. But it's probably only been like once or twice at the most.
3: I, I do want to say it's a great movie, though. I feel like something happened to me on the plane when I were, or was just feet away from this criminal. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking to myself, maybe I should say hi and let him know that like somebody cares about him, even if they've never met him before. Like as someone who doesn't know his crimes and he could be a terrible person who did terrible things. But just like, hi, I'm a person on the outside. I hope you're doing OK. I did have that instinct. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because I do see those people from that show mm-hmm. as you know, real people. Well, yeah, yeah, I
4: can't even imagine being a family member. I mean, cause it's like, even if that, like, even if they did something horrible, you're still like, that's my brother or whatever. And sister. some people there's,
3: didn't do anything terrible. They're just, that's what, that's what they have to go through.
1: There's a beautiful speech in like the third or fourth episode of the final season that somebody gives about why people end up in jail. Um, and it's this, this, I think it's in a classroom setting that it's talked about, but it's, I found it really moving because it's it's the idea that that people uh most people, you know, you you're not dealing with the the very small percentage of sociopaths and psychopaths mm-hmm. and right 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 right. Most people do drastic things when they're in drastic situations. You know, yeah. most most mm-hmm. people don't see an escape other than this thing that they have to do and it I don't know there's a real empathy to this show that I think is very helpful with helping us not to classify people as different than me it's just they lived in a different situation as you maybe made different choices than you would make but and, at the same or time they
3: got caught and you didn't right there was a really great chat in discord and that was about like i've like i've done illegal things i just didn't get caught mm-hmm. and everyone's like me too me you know like we're all just chiming yeah. in I'm not saying everyone's done something illegal, but technically, I mean, think about how you drive. Think about mm-hmm. like there's there's always something that we've done that is outside of the law, and there are extremes, absolutely, and there are ramifications. Oh yeah, you know, based for on sure. That, well, just think about I
4: mean, how many people out there have had a few drinks and driven, you know, and i never mm-hmm. gotten caught and never never right. hurt anybody.
3: But had but you— but what could have happened? But but had you and had that one thing happened? So right. we're all just yeah, you know, we're really really slippery steps and we're just close away from being just like the quote unquote them and the yeah. they and yeah so- i just want to
4: say my my issue with the the prison sin- setting has more to do with the setting it has 100 percent to do with the setting it's not the people i just uh the idea of p- having uh to go to a public bathroom for the rest of your life dumb stuff like that that's what bothers me
3: <laughs> yeah but isn't that true
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, what in prison you mean yeah yeah oh yeah no oh. you
4: do like i i mean it I depends would, on the prison uh, but right I would die from like dysentery or something because I would refuse to go to the bathroom.
3: (laughs) You know, my greatest get over it pretty quick. My my greatest fear before going in to give birth was that I was going to poop on somebody, and I was told by many many women like you are going to poop, you just have to get over it. And I was mortified by that, but Mm -hmm. then in the moment, it's just like I will crap over everyone, get this child out of me. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure. That's what, you would just get over it. And on that note. <laughs> oh, this is why you leave your five-star reviews on iTunes. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and we appreciate them. Uh, that's going to do it for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to uh, make sure you are subscribed and also go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Erin Dicer. She is at Danae Says and he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week.
3: Bye.
4: Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to pod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com.
1: Let's uh, connect with Jonathan. Now, is
3: it plugged in over on the side now? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's so loud.
1: Ask me why. Ask me why it's plugged in on the side.
3: Ask you why. Ask you why. Oh, do you mean now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ask me why it's plugged in on the side. Hey, Aaron. Yeah?
3: How was your day? Great. (laughs)
1: I hit to call you, and then it was just like all of a sudden I heard your voice.
3: Whoa, see, we were calling you.
1: Yeah, it had been ringing for like 20 seconds.
3: Is this the start of a scary movie?
1: Here's here's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing there are demons involved. Oh. <laughs> uh, Good
3: thing I know how to bind and cast them out. <laughs> I'm super expert demon hunter.
1: I'm guessing all those years of, of watching and loving horror movies, Jonathan, is finally catching up with you.
3: How does that make you feel, Jonathan? Are you scared? I feel
1: like I'm probably the safest in
4: that scenario, oh, to be wait. fair.
3: <laughs> How? How?
4: Because I know what to do.
3: <laughs> so do I. Just drop to your knees and start praying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: yeah. think you've
4: talked about the OA here.
1: OA, OA, OA.
4: Were you sad that got canceled?
1: I was very much, especially considering yeah. the insane ending of season two. Well, I a- still
4: haven't seen the second season, and I don't know if I want to watch it now.
3: What's, hey. What's OA, What's OA,
1: OA? 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 The OA? On Netflix, uh, two seasons on Netflix. It got canceled. They're not going to do season three. But
3: what does it stand for?
1: Um, I think something angel.
3: Other uh, angel. Other
1: angel, something like that.
3: Orange angel.
1: Orange angel, yes. I think you got that correct.
3: Open angel. <laughs> what did my brother call that?
1: Uh, banana noises. <laughs>
3: That's right.
1: Banana chewing or something? I don't know.
3: He says, he says do you want to hear a banana? And then he went.
4: yeah like you just wouldn't be calling me skype it that'd be weird
1: to call you skype skype watkins
3: because your name is (laughs) skype watkins
1: sounds like an action star
3: action star skype watkins
1: skype watkins
4: (laughs) 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 i have never had any nicknames so maybe that'd be a good one (laughs) i was called johnny five and elementary school because of that stupid short circuit movie johnny five is Is alive i liked that
3: movie but see that forrest gump was almost ruined for me because people called me jenny all through high school yeah
1: and i got called the vanilla dice all through high school so but you're
3: embracing it
1: of course you have to embrace it that's how you take the power from it
3: twitter so they just
4: they just changed jenny to denny Basically. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? Like no, the
1: evolution. no uh, her her first name is Jennifer. Oh, I did not In know. In high that. school she went by Jenny.
3: hmm Yeah. Yep, so it was Different a real block. easy one. Yeah. But it is funny that my name is now Danae.
1: Danae. Which
3: <laughs> so that's awful. This is the first time I've realized it and now it's not gonna end.
1: The short circuit story that I have is I have a had a uh, Christian World and Life Studies high school teacher. Uh, that's what they called the Bible class in my Christian high school. And uh, I loved him, by the way. He's one of my favorite teachers. But he always used to tell the story of when he went and saw Short Circuit. (laughs) This always just cracks me up. And there's a moment in Short Circuit where Johnny Five is asked, how did you know that was wrong? And, And Johnny Five, the robot, says, I taught myself. And he says he stood up in the theater and said, that is theologically impossible. And he <laughs> stormed out of the theater. <laughs> is she upset? Is she angry? No, is she, she yelling, just... Jonathan? Do you need to have some time
4: with no, your no, wife no, she's to. She's on the
1: phone with a friend of hers, right. Gavin. Well, you tell this Gavin person that they can take that <laughs> phone call elsewhere. <laughs> It's a dad joke,
3: y'all. My daughter watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and they do this hot dog dance at the end of the show. Every single time I hear the word hot dog, it immediately bombards my mind, and I want to dance like Goofy.
1: Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity yep. dog. I like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I just hope this Disney company gets off the ground. Like, you know, they're doing some cool stuff. <laughs> I just hope they can find their way.
3: Yeah, I heard that they're going to start a streaming service. I'm just really worried. Ooh. that It's just, you know, Netflix is king, and they're probably just going to... Yeah.
1: Pff- it won't
3: <laughs> We'll just get started then. And now, entering from behind the curtain to the stage center, front of it, in front of the cameras, it's Aaron Dicer <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is this a new <laughs> intro? <laughs> 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 you just rewrite the intro <laughs> just for fun, and just that was a great impression of that guy. I don't know now. who he is. <laughs> <laughs> this is my impression of Denae impressioning me. Oh, no. And now, from behind the curtains, the coming front and center of the curtains <laughs> is the curtain guy, the uh, serendizer.
3: I like that I did such a poor job that it needed to be re-done <laughs> in another poor way.
1: 102, triple Z.
3: Wow. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does that person even
4: have a back?
1: 18 feet, 9 inches, 42.7 miles per hour. How is this possible? I'm trying
4: to even think of like what 18 feet is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is the best awkward episode ever.
1: Uh, 69 kids.
3: No!
4: You know what? I almost
1: jokingly said
3: sixty-nine. No, well, you would have been amazingly right.
1: Uh, you ready for how this woman had sixty-nine kids? Sixteen pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets, and four sets of quadruplets.
3: Gosh, I'm 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 not listening anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that makes me hurt.
3: I think I think Aaron's going to cut the last 20 minutes of conversation. I hope yep.
1: not. Um, you know, maybe some of that conversation will be in the outtakes. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, listen, It got a little awkward.
3: Maybe we should have another Patreon level <laughs> where they can hear us
1: discuss that last segment.
3: <laughs> where people have access to our truly awkward you know, conversations. It's, it's
1: fascinating to me because, you know, I, it's like on the Sincast, they discuss all sorts of, you know, stuff. And it's it's just the guys in the room. And I wonder if it's the mixed gender thing that makes it a little more awkward. Like, is that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But yeah, that's nobody's hearing that stuff. It's
3: I don't your know. Mom but what's funny man. is when Jay <laughs> said to think
4: about maybe we need a new patron, I was glad she said something about the conversations because I didn't know where she was going with that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No, that's illegal. Can't
4: do oh, that. That's illegal. No.
3: And I wondered if you saw this. Did you see how many people are loving that I just give you shenanigans what? and how they love that I get under your skin? Oh,
1: that we're an old married oh, I saw couple. It's that, yeah. never been married? Yes. <laughs>
3: I was like, I'm going to have to amp up my shenanigans.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's it's part of it has to do with my image, which is so Flanders, you know. It's, oh, it's so, you are.
3: You're Flanders.
1: And and so That's the perfect. idea that I would get upset about anything is right. new. like it's new information to people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I do. I like push your buttons. Without, yeah. Sometimes without meaning to. And then I also think sometimes I know how to.
1: Oh, you think? You think sometimes? <laughs> you think sometimes it's purposeful?
3: Maybe. Maybe sometimes I know exactly. I think
1: maybe sometimes
0: it's not. (laughs) Uh...